I will lead a short meditation now. And the meditation object uh, of this meditation uh, will be the sensation in your right hand. So this is uh, the meditation object for now, I suggest for now. And uh, so I will guide you and I might ask some questions in the guidance. I'm not sure, but I, I think, I, I think it will happen. Um, so these questions, they are not meant to bring you up in the head and reflect. And they actually are not looking, these questions, they are not demanding an answer. They are an invitation for you to, for you to look, to be curious. So it's like if I would ask you, uh, how is the temperature in this room? You know, then that question does something with your mind. You start to look into a certain direction. And I'm not uh, expecting you to say, yeah, it's warm or something like that. No, it's about the looking, not about the answer. Yeah. So and it is this looking that's the vipassana aspect. Yeah? It's like looking and, and, and investigating and, and searching and seeing what, what, what there is. So, and then if you notice that you get up in your head and you kind of have a philosophical or psychological debate, just drop it. Just drop it. Yeah? And go back for looking. So in this kind of vipassana practice, we solely rely on you solely, uh, rely on your own experience, nothing else. You put all the books away, all you think you have understood. You just look into your experience. And you don't need to believe anyone else. It's, you just look yourself. So let's... Just in your posture, and then if it is uh, <coughs> supportive, you close your eyes. If you have, if you leave your eyes open, you keep them very relaxed with an open gaze. Take a few moments to check in. Just appreciating how it is uh, for you to be here in this moment. Here the most important ingredient is a sense of friendliness, allowing, letting be. We can shortly call upon the presence of the Buddha. And then sliding into your body, noticing the in and out breath, sense of aliveness.
thoughts go a bit into the background or the peripheral awareness. And then I invite you to slide with your attention, with your awareness, down the right arm into your hand. So you bring the sensations in your hand into the foreground of your awareness. The palm, the fingers, If you notice that you contract, so you're trying too hard, then you relax again. There can be a bit of combination with the breath, almost as if you are breathing into the hand or through the hand. The sensation might be quite subtle. So just notice what is there. It's helpful to bring a sense of gratitude or awe into the sensations. How precious I have a hand. How does it feel? If you get entangled in something else, that's not a problem, but you just gently return. As if your hand is something incredible precious. So the meditation object here is not the mental image of your hand. So if that is the case, see if you can relax that and really feel the bare sensations. Now you turn your attention to that part in your hand where the sensations are most easily to recognize for you. So we are drifting towards the bare sensation, the bare energy. So in this part of your hand where you are have your attention now, can you detect something stable, lasting, unchanging? So look for something stable, lasting, unchanging. And if you find something stable, unchanging, lasting, 
me just look at, at it. image is not the object. What is there without words, without labels? checking if you have built up some tension, so relaxing the shoulders and the belly, and then bringing your awareness back into your hand. So now I invite you to experience something, to find something in your hand you have not felt before, I mean now in the meditation something you have not paid attention to. And then you look at that. And is there something stable, unchanging, lasting there? There might be a sense that you are some, somehow sitting in your head and you're kind of looking down from, from above to your hand. So see if you can relax that and you feel the experiences where they are actually, not from above, kind of from inside. What is there without words? And what is there? Is it changing? Do you notice a vibration? A flow? Turning, guided by your curiosity. Okay, then you relax your awareness into the whole body again, and then into the surroundings. Resting a moment. I just finished what I started, which was supposed to last 10 minutes, but took a bit longer. 
So uh, what I wanted to uh, say is uh, the three ways how we lo will look at Vipassana. And the first is the Theravada way with the three characteristics. And that's what we start with, particular anicca. If you experience anicca, you're almost there. It's just a tiny, a tiny step towards anatta selflessness. So the direct experience of impermanence is, is really, it's not a little thing. It's, it's, uh, that is an amazing potential. Also, you know, if you are here to find some tools to work with difficult feelings, the experience of uh, uh, Anicca will ma make a huge uh, difference in, in, in being and transforming difficult feelings. So that's what we will focus. I will say about the pract uh, about meditation practice uh, towards the end, which is almost there. But. So that's the first thing. Uh, Theravada Vipassana, three characteristics, starting with Anicca. They're actually interrelated, Anicca, Dukkha, and Anatta. You can't, I mean, you can kind of conceptually separate them, but, you know, they are, you know, they are talking actually about the same thing from different perspectives. And one leads to the other. Yeah. Um, what did Anatta mean? Anatta is uh, uh, selflessness, no self. Yeah? No self. Emptiness in the Mahayana teachings. So the second way we will look at Vipassana, because in the Tibetan tradition, when the Lamas talk about Vipassana, they mean meditation on emptiness. So now I, we will have to flesh out what that means, meditation on emptiness. Yeah. So what, what, what is the, you know, the word emptiness, what it is referring to. But that's what, uh, what in Laktong, you know, higher seeing, the Tibetan word for, for Vipassana is, uh, is meditation on emptiness. And here, so in the Theravada approach to Vipassana, you just look into your experience. You don't manipulate your experience. You don't create anything. You just look. What is there? Uh, so that's what you do in the, in, in the Vipassana approach. Here, in the Tibetan uh, approach, at least the way we will, uh, we will do it here, you are actually uh, using your intellectual mind first. You do some reflection. So it's more, it's a bit of a manipulating. It's a bit of, you know, kind of pushing our mind into a certain experience <coughs> using the conceptual mind. Yeah? So it's, 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 it's also looking, but it's kind of a guided looking, a framed looking. Whereas in the Vipassana Theravada, you just look. And in, in, the, in, in the emptiness meditation, in the Tibetan tradition, it's called analytical. So you, so you use some reasonings, some, some guidance to guide you into, uh, to guide you into, into experience. So, and for that, we will use uh, well, the Tibetans, they divide 
all the Buddhist schools into four philosophical views. Yeah? And you know, when you stu study uh, uh, Tibetan Buddhism in detail, in particular the teachings on emptiness, you look into these four schools, and they are quite different. Yeah? So we will use what is called the Prasankika Madhyamika school, which is kind of the school which most lamas uh, hold. They, they hold this view on reality of the Prasankika Madhyamika, which is uh, it's sometimes called the middle way, the middle way school. Yeah? So we will look into that. So this will be a bit of philosophical analytical reflection leading you into what with the potential to lead you into an experience um, that's the second and the third uh, view uh, the third kind of approach to vipassana from the tibetan tradition is exploring the nature of mind exploring the nature of consciousness yeah so that's uh, so that's connected with what is called the Mahamudra and Sokshan tradition of Tibetan Buddhism, where you turn attention to itself. So you, you, you use consciousness to explore consciousness, not the consciousness of another person by looking at his brain, but, but your consciousness through introspection. Yeah. So that's... Uh, that's uh, like from the Tibetan Buddhist point of view that's where uh, real meditation starts real vipassana uh, meditation starts so these are the three things just looking, Theravada style contemplating analyzing philosoph philosophy uh, philosophical view of the Prasankhika Madhyamika and looking into our experience from that using our analytical mind to go beyond thinking, like using thinking to go beyond thinking. Uh, and then the third is uh, the nature of mind, the nature of consciousness. So these are the three Vipassana aspects. And we will start with Theravada, looking into your experience, going down to the bare vibrational level of your experience. So, in the Shamatha course, I suggested as, as an object for cultivating stable attention, the breath. And so if you have done the breathing meditation, just continue to do that. You do the same meditation, actually, in shamatha and, and vipassana. You just add something. Yeah. So in shamatha, what you emphasize is stable attention. So you're, you're not like kind of looking closely into the object. You can't, you can't actually, you shouldn't do that, because once you start to do it, the object starts to disintegrate and disappear. So in shamatha practice, you, in order to practice shamatha, you need to kind of almost make the object a bit more solid than it is, so that you have an object. Yeah. So now, 
you do the same. You use the same breathing tech, breathing meditation you are used to. You know, you have learned there's many different ways to notice the breath, and it's different for people. Um, but you do it like with, you know, we did with the hand, like, yes, so, and the, so you, there's the breath, there's the sensation in the breath, you bring it into the foreground, you kind of focus in on the pleasant or unpleasant aspect in your breath, nostrils here, here, maybe the whole flow of the breath, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the object is. So, I mean, I suggest the, the breath, but it can be, for some people, it's not the best object. So it can, be, um, it can be the sensation in your hand. It can be the sensation in your feet. It can be sound. It can be sight. But we stay, for now, we stay with the five senses. Taste, smell, and so on. We will look at the mental consciousness a bit later. So that's, that's where we start. And you know, one, one possible challenge, it's good to, to give yourself challenges in Vipassana practice, in the sense of asking questions or you know, challenge yourself a bit, because then, you know, because like you want to, you know, you want to stay and investigate. So one challenge could be, is there, do you find anything stable? So, so in your body, so is there anything stable? And then, then yes, that seems to be quite stable here. And then you look, you just look at it. Okay, so if I take away the word, the label, what would the, if I try to go into the bare sensations, it, do I find something stable? I, I want to find something stable, so, yeah? I mean, not, not, not like this. That was not so good. <laughs> you don't say, yeah, it's all, it's all not stable. So what the heck should I look? You know, I know it already. Not like that. You are like, you, 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 you investigate as if you are kind of just incarnated into this body and you were like, wow, what is this? What is this? You know? Is it stable? <laughs> like that. And it should be the most, for the period of, of your uh, investigation, it should be the most interesting thing. Like more interesting than Netflix or paying bills or uh, you know, the most interesting thing. It's like you don't want to you, you don't want to look at something else because this is the journey. This is the unknown territory, terra, terra incognito. You know, so and you you investigate. It's sometimes a bit tricky to make your mind curious about subtle things. You know, initially you might not feel much because you you have lost touch with chi with prana in your body so it's like yeah, there's nothing there yeah? so then you become curious about oh there's nothing there and so what is there what is the nothing the nothing there so and initially it's okay to have a, this bit of this kind of self-talk 
you you have to let go of it at one point but you know initially you can give yourself a bit of a pep talk and i will try to give you some clues while we go along how to do that yeah you can't force this you can't you know this is not about concentration or control what needs to lead you there is uh, care and curiosity like as if you fall in love with your hand and then you know your mind goes there and everything falls away because nothing else is more important than that and then you actually do the meditation or many people who sit down to do meditation they do something else they daydream or you know get lost in some kind of pleasant feeling which is i mean that's fine but it's not meditation so you know if you sit down to do a meditation you do it with the intention to do the meditation nothing else and then you will fail yeah and then you notice that and then you bring your mind back it's a waste of time to just sit there and daydream then sit on the couch and daydream and and take the five minutes when you're a bit rested or you sit on your meditation cushion five minutes and you do a meditation in the tibetan tradition we are encouraged to do short sessions it's a bit, bit different than in the theravada they have this one hour sessions which most of the people just spend day dreaming so so short sessions so i will send you some instructions yeah in an email maybe some maybe a guided meditation so in the beginning it can be helpful to be a bit guided into this maybe you have your own guided meditation which emphasizes the aspect of the changing nature yeah so i mean if you kind of look at insight timer app probably there's many meditations about you know, seeing the impermanence seeing in each other or something like that and then you can get some ins- inspiration and some instructions which are helpful so all the things i said in the shamatha course you know how to direct the attention uh you know different kinds of objects all this is still valid and you just continue to do that you just add this okay so now in the breath so uh, in the beginning of the meditation practice usually you start a bit with emphasizing more the shamatha so you kind of you, you bring the object into the focus and you you hold you held it there by in the same time giving space to everything else so thoughts are there and uh, you know sounds and stuff like that it's still uh, all that is happening you just have this a bit in the foreground in the same way you have now me in the foreground hopefully yeah uh, uh so so you let, let's you know let's say you have me in the foreground what i say that does not mean that you are not aware of other things they, they still are there yeah so it's not that you need to suppress the other people to have me in the foreground you pick and your mind goes like okay this is now my meditation object in a way you are meditating now and then you get distracted that means you think about something else 
which is more important than what I say. I mean, that's what you think. So you get lost. And then at one point you notice it. And then you say, hey, I didn't come to you know, give my commentary on what the teacher says. I wanted to, I'm here to learn something. So then you are, then you are again there. The other thing which brings you away from listening to me is yeah, dullness. Yeah. And I can see that. You know, Some of you were like just pretending to listen. <laughs> That's fine. But then if you, if you notice that, oh no, you know, I get a little, uh, then, you know, then you kind of, yeah, then kind of you give you a, li a little. So that's, uh, well, this is part of the, the cultivation of stable attention. So, the object. We will talk about, uh, next time we will talk about the Theravada Vipassana practice a bit more in detail. But I just want to kind of give, so because tomorrow is the day where you start your meditation. Every day. And if you miss once, you are out. <laughs> so the best way to start your daily meditation practice is tomorrow, no matter what. You have a busy day, you have a headache, doesn't feel right, there's more important thing to do, doesn't matter. You just sit down and do your meditation practice. If you like it or not. You, you do it because you have understood what you want and how this would help you and then you do it. It's easy. So, if you don't do it, uh, then, yeah, then, uh, I mean, there will be no direct consequences, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but lo there will be long-term <laughs> consequences, yeah. Long-term consequences. Uh, so, uh, I think it's good to kind of, if you if you haven't have, if you don't have a daily meditation practice, to start like with 10 minutes, yeah? and then go to 20 minutes, 25 minutes. So I would say that would be good if you have like at least 25 minutes. Not f maybe from the beginning, but while we go along. Those of you who are used to 25 minutes, it's good. It's good to go to 40, uh, 55, no, 45 minutes, 45 minutes. Uh, so you do your, you know, like, no, when, no, I take like at least like 10, 15, 20 minutes for the enter protocol when I have a meditation practice. So, you know, Guru devotion, offerings, confession, and so on. So the, the Tibetan stuff. I will send you a link about uh, a teaching I gave around this kind of practices. But you do your what you want. Maybe you want to do some yoga before, some stretches, you know, something like that. Meditation posture. We 
I, I will send you a link uh, around teachings. I really recommend uh, to experiment with uh, what's the some yoga name? Shra, shras, shravasana? Yeah, shavasana. So the shavasana posture. Everyone experiment with that. It's, this is really good. To, uh, and it has several reasons. One, is, one of the most important things in meditation, in real meditation, is a relaxation. Yeah. So that, this is really important, relaxation. Shravasana posture is the best thing for that. Uh, and then alternating the sitting and the lying down. So you, you learn how it feels when your body is relaxed and you bring this into the sitting posture. Yeah. And then you lie down again and then you sit up. So you, you, your body learns to sit in a way where you don't hold yourself up through your discipline. Yeah? But it's really, really relaxed and soft and the energy flows in your body and it's so pleasant. It's not like... Meditate. So, but there's another reason for the shravasana. There will be a time where you are not going, where are you not, you will not be able to sit up anymore. So, what are you doing then when you have uh, anchored meditative states in the in the sitting posture? Well, some of you might have the feeling, yeah, I'm in, I'm only meditating when I'm sitting like this. The rest is like, you know, this is not really meditation. It does not look so, so spiritual. Yeah? Uh, so, and we anchor certain mind states with postures and, and gestures. So if you are used to sit like that, then your, your system will more easily find that place again because you have been there and it has been kind of linked or condition to the posture so and the lion posture is uh, you know so if you are dying and you are sick and you're bad then then it's so you know then if you have anchored meditative states with the lion posture then they will be much more accessible to you so it is really possible to sit uh, to lie with the same kind of alertness and awakeness than in the sitting posture. It takes time because most of us have conditioned the lying posture with falling asleep. So this is what's going to happen first, kind of. So you lie down and your body says, ah, oh, finally. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you lie down in a different way. And the main difference is that there is a different intention. Uh, yeah, okay. So that's it. I think we have, you have a bit, I mean, no matter what, because I had asked that everyone has some experience with meditation. It might be not true, but that's also okay. So, no, uh, so whatever your practice is, whatever you like, uh, add that aspect of anicca to it. Uh, the, the, the bare 
vibration of nature, in walking, in yoga, in the fitness center, you know, no matter, yeah, and in your sitting. So it's not enough to just look for anicca in your meditation practice. So at one point, you need to be an anicca detective in daily life. Yeah, an anicca detective. 